Praise God. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, we're going to quickly get into the word of the Lord. I will tell you my intention is to uh, do a two-part series, if at all possible. I don't want to make it three, but it's going to be a two-part series. This Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, uh, we're going to talk about praise. Amen? We're going to talk about praise, biblical praise. I don't know about you, but I want to be known. I want to be known for being a praiser. I want to praise the Lord with my life every day that I take the kids uh, to school. And I know Sister Ginger as well. When we're pulling in to school, I'll say these words as we're praying over them. I'll say, Lord, let us praise you with our life. Let us praise you with our actions. Let us praise you how we talk, how we walk, uh, what our example is to those around us. I want to be known as a praiser. Amen? I want to praise the Lord with everything in me. Come hell, come high water, I want to praise the Lord. Come rain, sleet, or snow, I want to praise the Lord. doesn't matter what goes on in my life. Praise God. Psalms 100, very familiar verse of Scripture. Very familiar verse of Scripture. We're going to read that tonight. If you have your Bibles or your iPhones or your Androids, uh, we've had some people just get converted to apostolic this few weeks weeks ago. And uh, amen. We're praying for everybody else, but that's all right. Uh, But if you have whatever phone or device you have, I want you to follow along tonight. We're going to go through many scriptures. I know they'll have them on the screen, but it's good to uh, have them for yourself. One thing I would like to ask, are you enjoying your Bible reading? Yes. Amen. Enjoying your Bible reading. Yes. Don't forget, if you weren't here, if you weren't here last Wednesday when we kicked off our reading the Bible in six months, uh, you want to make sure uh, that you get to be a part of that. You'll need to see your family leader. They can help you get all the information that you need to make sure that you get on track with everybody else because we want to read the Bible. Amen. We want to be a church of the word, not just saying it, but we want to actually be a church of the word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I believe I've given everybody time to get in and get settled down, so I'm trying my best. (laughs) Am I doing a good job? Amen. (laughs) We We start at 7.30 around here. Amen. (laughs) Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. Somebody say, I'm his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth, his truth, his truth endureth to all generations. Would you clap your hands one more time? Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for the people of God that are in this place tonight. Thank you for our guests that are in this place tonight. Let our hearts and our spirits be unified as we hear your word, as we respond to your word, Lord, and as we obey your word. We do not want to be hearers only, but we want to be doers also. In the name of Jesus Christ, and Lord, my prayer. Lord, my ask to you tonight is that, Lord, you would help motivate us to worship you and to give you praise as your word declares for us to do. In Jesus' name, and if you want that to happen, say amen. Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. Biblical praise. Biblical praise. God in his powerful, unadulterated word gave no specific limits or no specifics when it came to praise. Just to come into his courts with praise and enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. God gives many limits and descriptions concerning other subjects in the scripture. 
You have found that to be true as you probably read through the Bible thus far if it be in your first time. With holiness and tithing, subjects of that nature, there are specifics. When it comes to offering, they're specific. God gives definite and clear limits and is very specific in his instructions in some areas, some areas in the Bible. Praise is not defined with limits or even specifics. Praise defined. I want you to hear this tonight. To say that a thing or person is good. Words that tell the worth of a thing or a person or the value. To express approval or admiration of something. Ladies and gentlemen, when we praise God, we are letting him know how valuable that he is. When we praise God, we are letting him know of his worth. Praise God. I adore you, Jesus. I adore your name. I adore what you do. I adore who you are. I adore what you're going to do. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise defined. Adam was in a perfect place, and his whole job was to give praise. To give praise. God was accustomed. He was not accustomed to my praise. He was not accustomed to your praise. He was accustomed to angel praise. That's pretty big deal. I don't float around. Do you float around? I don't, I don't do things that angels do. But that's what God was accustomed to. He was accustomed to Alleluia. Never ending, hallelujah. He was accustomed to the praise of angels. And God desired praise from a creation that could make the choice to praise him. Woo! Understand tonight that you and I don't have to, but we get to choose to. See, there's a difference between an angel and us. Sister Servin, an angel doesn't have a choice. An angel was made to give God praise. But you and me, in our inadequacies, in our mess-ups that we've mostly created, we get to choose to stop and to look to the heavens and say, I love you. You mean everything to me. And you see, that is what God desired. He desired praise from a creation that could make the choice to do so. Adam and Eve were to dress the garden in such a way that would bring glory to God. They had to go and make the decisions. Is this going to bring glory to God? Is what we are doing and how we are putting this together and making this and making that and naming this, and is it going to bring glory and praise? To, it was a choice. Ladies and gentlemen, if we do anything right in our lives, I hope that it could be praising Jesus Christ. Let me help you just for a moment, and I don't say that like I know everything, but let me help you for a moment on this Wednesday night. We must, somebody say I must. I must. We must make a decision every day to praise God. When we take breath in our body, I've got to be praising Jesus Christ. 
When I walk into the convenience store, I got to be praising Jesus Christ. When I talk to my wife in front of my kids, I've got to be praising Jesus Christ. When I talk to my husband in front of my kids, I've got to be praising Jesus Christ. When I'm driving down the highway and that U-Haul, oh, amen, that hoo cuts me off in the middle of traffic, I better be praising Jesus Christ. I lost about half of you right there, amen. Praise Jesus Christ anyway, amen. The Bible says in everything, in everything, give thanks. Amen. So when, when that wonderful person cuts you off in traffic, praise the Lord. Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, I was driving to church, driving to church, and my sweet little Quinn was in the back seat. And I wasn't doing anything except paying attention. Paying attention. I was paying attention. I turned my blinker on. I was about just passing rib crib. Got my blinker on because I know I got to get over in that lane. And I look in my mirror and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's not going too fast. I'm good. But apparently, apparently this particular individual got up on the wrong side of the bed. And as I crossed the dotted line, not the solid line, I obeyed the law. I did. Man, he came up on the back of my car, and I, I didn't brake check him, even though my flesh wanted to. I, I sped up a little bit, and he got right beside me, and he gave me that hello, and it wasn't like this. And then my sweet little Quinn looks out that window and says, I think he's saying something to you, and I said, don't worry about it. But unfortunately... In her six years of age, she's already seen things and big dually trucks with things posted on the back of them. And they ask those questions, what does that mean? And you got to say, that's not the good finger. She knew that that was not the proper hello that I was receiving. But I said, bless the Lord at all times and let his praise continually be in my mouth. And if you're watching tonight, sir, come to Truth Church of Denison. We want you to be a part of the family of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Stay with me, guys. <laughs> the scripture teaches, teaches that God seeks worshipers. Seeks worshipers. John 4 and verse 21. Let's read it. Jesus saith unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. Ye know, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit. Somebody say spirit. In spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him god is a spirit capital s and they that worship him must must worship him in spirit and in truth the scripture reveals a very important aspect of praise the lord siri I said scripture, not Siri. The scripture reveals a very important aspect of our praise to God. Two spirits were mentioned in this verse. God is a spirit. That spirit begins with a capital S, referring to the spirit of God. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Stay with me for a moment. The spirit here refers to the spirit of man and begins with a small s. We must choose. Somebody say choose. choose. Somebody say I got to choose. Choose to worship God the way he desires us to worship him. The spirit of man is subject to the desires of man. So that means that I have to get up in the morning and I've got a desire. I've got to want to, and then I've got to put action to it 
to worship and give God praise and honor that is due to his name. So, when he or she makes you mad, you're still choosing if you want to worship or not. I'm going to tell on us. And when I say us, I mean me and Sister Ginger. There's been times in our relationship as a married couple, a young married couple, that those of you that are young married couples, it's just give you hope that you can get mad at each other and it'll all be okay, all right? So you can get mad at each other, or we got mad at each other, and we'd come to church, and I'd come to church, and I'd lead worship, and I'd get everybody excited about worshiping, magnifying God, praising God, and I'd look over there, tight lips. And I'd get in the car to go home, and everything would need to be okay, but everything wasn't okay. I had chosen to worship. Now, right now, I'm getting in the doghouse, but I've got to prove a point, okay? I, I'm, I just got to prove. You choose is the idea here. It doesn't matter if you make her mad or he makes you mad. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if that wonderful man on Sunday morning flips you off or not and you didn't do anything wrong and you want to go drive down or drive him down and plead your case with him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you had a flat tire on the way to church tonight. Doesn't matter if you went to church or went to work this morning and you got fired. God forbid. Doesn't matter what happened. You still make the choice if you're going to praise God or not. You got in your car and you told your wife, please don't come home without filling the car up with gas. It doesn't matter if you told your husband a thousand times that he needed to fill up the car with gas. He doesn't ever need to get in your car muddy. But you got in the car tonight and it was trashed out and muddy and he messed it all up. And you, got, you still choose whether you're going to praise God or not. It is a choice. Somebody say you, it's a choice. The spirit of man is subject to the desire. That's what I want to do. Well, you know what? I choose to lift my hands. I choose to lift my voice. I choose to give God praise and honor. Because it, listen to me just for a moment. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things what happened on the highway? It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things what happened at the house. It doesn't matter what happened in the car as you were driving on the way here. God's still worthy of praise. God's still worthy of your adoration. God's still worthy of, I approve of you. You're great and greatly to be praised. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I love you no matter what's going on in my life. Somebody say amen. 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 We are called for the purpose of praising God. 1 Peter chapter 2 says this in verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should, somebody say I should, should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness and into Marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You know what that needs to make you do? That needs to make you do this right here. You need to kick your heels together. You need to get excited about it. I got mercy. I shouldn't have mercy, but I got mercy. I'm thankful that I obtained mercy from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Get excited about it. It's a choice. I said, it's a choice. I said, it's a choice. Why don't we clap our hands under the Lord? Praise God. Incense. Incense represents praise. And incense is made from material that is found only on the bottom of the ocean floor. You either have to go down and get it or wait till the ocean is finished with it and spits it up onto the shore. 
much like our life. We are on the bottom. And when we are rescued, we become a praiser to Jesus Christ. We become a praise to the king. Has anybody been on the bottom before? Has anybody ever been addicted before? Has anybody ever been broken before? When he brought you out of the miry clay and set your feet upon a rock to stay, you became praise unto God. It's your choice, but you became praise unto God. Give him honor and give him praise that is due to his name. Bible said in times past, we were not a people, but are now the people of God. We weren't, but now we are. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. Now the light of glory fills my soul. You once were not. But now that you have his presence, you have his power, you have his spirit working within you, you're a child of God. You're a woman of God. You're a man of God. And God gets praise from imperfect people. Amen? Amen. I said God gets praise from imperfect people that have been picked up and brought from the bottom of the sea of life. And what happened is that your messed up, gross life that was on that bottom seashore or the bottom of the sea came to the seashore and it was mixed with the baptism of the Holy Ghost to give God praise. Can I stop for a moment and just say that? You were not put on this earth. You were not saved by grace. You were not, none of that happened for you to get a lot of money. That wasn't for you to be prosperous. That wasn't for you to, to be an asset to anybody. It was only to give God praise. That's the only reason that you and me were saved from this untoward generation to lift our hands every single day, to lift our voice every single day and give God praise. I know we like making money. I know we like our jobs. I know we like our families. But the only reason that Jesus saved us from this untoward generation is to every day, 24 hours a day, how we walk, how we talk, how we lift our hands is to give him glory and to give him honor. When you think about that, it doesn't matter what else happens. As long as I give you praise, when I lay my head down, I want to give you praise. When I I walk into the building on a Wednesday night. I want to give you praise. When I pick up the tool and tomorrow at work, I want to give you praise. Praise God. I want to live a life of biblical praise. We should all want to live a life of biblical praise. I know, don't, this does not, what I'm talking about tonight does not mean that there's not going to be disappointment. Obviously. Has anybody been disappointed this week? And we're only on Wednesday, and we're not even finished yet. I hope this is not a disappointment to you tonight. But We've all been disappointed. Disappointment's going to come. But we make up our mind how we're going to respond I've seen it. I have seen it. I have seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. We used to have a young person that was in our youth group that you knew. You knew when she was a young person. You knew when she became a young adult that she was mad all the time. Walked in the door. Oh, what's wrong with her? She's mad. Somebody made her mad. You choose to give God praise. Now, when you think of it this way, if you walk up in the convenience store and you're mad and you could, man, your bottom lip could kill somebody it's so far down, flopping around everywhere. 
Do you think that that's giving God praise? Is that really that important, Pastor Darren? It is. It is. Because, because the next thing is always happens. You walk in at convenience convenience, you're like. And somebody says, hey, are, what, are you? Oh, you're Brother Darren. You passed over at that church. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always happens. That's, yeah, that's exactly who I am. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or, or you're, you're at the, at the Walmarts. It's never one. It's always two when you say it, all right? You're at the Walmarts, and you're walking up and down the aisle, and you know how the kids are? They want everything, everything. It was the best thing since sliced bread when you could order everything online. I believe, I'm a believer of it, praise God. You sit in the car and you they hand it to you through the window and they, nobody can say, Can I have that, Daddy? Can I please have that? Can I have none of that? But you got the you at this Walmart and you're walking up the aisle. Daddy, can I have this? Can I have that? Well, I'm about to beat your tail. You better shut your mouth. We're trying to get get in here and get out of here. Walk around the corner. Hey, how are you? Praise the Lord. Jesus is so good. Amen. When we think of it that way. And hey, listen, if you'd like to go in the back tonight and talk with Sister Ginger, she can tell you all of my ailments because they're there. They're there. But we must praise the Lord with our life. Now, I'm saying, am I saying you can't have a bad day? No. Am I saying you're not going to be disappointed? No, I'm not saying that. But they were put in the garden. To do everything to give glory to him. We've been saved from this untoward generation to make sure that we give glory to God. And so what we've got to do is we've got to guard our praise. We've got to make sure how we talk and how we walk when we go in the convenience store, when we go into the Walmarts, when we go to the game, whatever we're doing, we're giving praise with our life. That's biblical praise. Biblical praise doesn't just happen on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. It happens every day of the week. Aaron was commanded to offer up this incense in the house of the Lord. Exodus 30, verse 7, it says this, And Aaron shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning. Every morning. Every morning. When he dresseth the lamps, he shall burn incense upon it. And when Aaron lighteth the lamps at evening, he shall burn incense upon it. A perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generation. Ye shall offer no strange incense thereon, nor burnt sacrifice, nor meat offerings, neither shall ye pour drink offering thereon. We got to put some incense on the altar every morning. Every morning. I would dare say do it like this. Once you've gotten mad at each other and it's out of your system and you drive to work, before you get out of your car, put some incense. Some fresh incense. So when you get out of the car, your smile is going to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Your interactions with your friends at work is going to bring glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When your boss tells you this, that, and the other, and you want to tell him that, that and the other, stop for a moment and get some fresh incense on the altar and say, Lord, I don't want to let anything hinder my praise. I don't want to let anything prostitute my praise. I want to make sure that I give you praise with every bit of my life. Am I saying I'm perfect? No. I'm just talking about biblical praise. That's what we got to do. Amen. I'm going to go through these. This will probably take us out of here tonight. 
We're gonna, I'm going to talk about seven ways to praise God. If you have a pen or you have notes in your phone, you might want to take some notes if you want to. Seven ways to praise God. There's seven different Hebrew words that are used to praise in the Scripture. These express different ways to praise the Lord. The words and their different definitions rather are as follows. And they're on the screen here in just a moment. Here we go. Yada. Yada. To lift your hands to worship. To lift your hands to worship. Psalm 63 says this. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in the day, in a, de in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Listen to verse 4. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Why don't you do it right now? Come on, why don't you do it right now? Not just because I said so. I want you to forget about everything right now. And I want you to give Jesus a yada. I want you to lift him up. I want you to lift him up right now with your hands high above your head. If you want to stand, that's fine. But I want you to lift your hands to him and give him a yada. Lord, I'm lifting my hands to you. My lips are going to sing of your praises. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. I love you, Jesus. I adore you, Jesus. I lift you up for who you are, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I bless you, Jesus. I bless your name because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Come on, lift your hands to him. tell you personally what I've tried to do. I'm a failure at it. I haven't mastered it yet and hopefully before I'm 80 I'll be able to do it. I'm 40 right now so I'm going to try 40 more years to try to accomplish it. But I'm trying my best trying my best to hold my lips from speaking vile or speaking with bitterness or anger. I'm trying my best. I had not mastered it yet. Why? Because the scripture says, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. My lips are not made to do that other stuff. Now I can tell you, a Gilbert, ask my wife, a Gilbert, man, I can burn fast with lips. But I've been trying. Now I'm not talking about long time ago history. I've been talking about in recent history trying my best to hold my lips for praise. Sometimes, I have, like I said, I hadn't mastered it. Sometimes I got to get silent. Sometimes I got to walk away because this flesh wants to do something different. But my lips are reserved to praise. My lips are reserved to give him honor and glory. And so I've got to be careful what I say. I've got to be careful what I, what I let come across these lips. These lips are reserved to praise Jesus Christ. It is biblical, ladies and gentlemen, to lift our hands in worship and praise to God. If anybody's wondering, if anybody's ever asked you, you can take them to that scripture right there and you can read to them all the way to verse 4 and let them know, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. It's biblical to lift up your hands and honor the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The lifting of hands has always been a sign of surrender. Every single time that I'm talking to someone that has never 
never experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And every single time that someone is new at praying in an altar, I'll let them know what is the universal sign of surrender. What do they tell you to do? If somebody was to walk up behind you and many times talking to, to kids in the altar in youth camps, I say, if somebody was to come behind you and they were to put a gun in your back, what would your first response be? Oh, lift my hands. God's not putting a gun in your back, but what he wants you to do is he wants you to surrender those hands to him. When you surrender your hands to him, I want you to surrender your attention to him. And then I want you to begin to honor him and love him and praise his name because his presence is going to come where you are. You're going to feel him around you and in you. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times, but he's going to pay special attention to, I love you, Jesus. I honor you, Jesus. I praise your name. And the presence of God is going to come and begin to touch you. And we're going to ask for repentance. And God's going to fill you with his spirit. And it happens, ladies and gentlemen, because someone decides to surrender their hands to Jesus. Halala, and I'm probably saying that incorrect. It's the second one on the screen there. Halala, to make a show or to be foolish. To be foolish. First Samuel chapter 21. Some of us are going to have this one down, praise God. First Samuel 21 and verse 10. And David arose and fled that day for the fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servant of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing, sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul had slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he charged his behavior before them and finished himself and made in their hands. I lost my place. And scrabbled the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Psalms 149 and verse 3 says this, Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. Those two scriptures indicate to us of some crazy acting. Brother, I knew you were going to do it tonight, so I want you to stand to your feet one more time. And you're not acting. I just want you to do what you did a moment ago when you begin to praise God. I know you're doing it on point, but to someone that is outside of these four walls, that looks pretty crazy. Someone that's outside of these four walls or maybe some people that are even sitting in this room tonight, that would seem a little foolish, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, what Jesus Christ wants us to do is give him a halah. He wants us to be a little foolish sometimes when it comes to praising him. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what's going on. You must give him a praise. That it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people think. The Bible says that David danced before the Lord with all of his might. He danced before the Lord with all of his might. In his linen ephod, what did he, he was almost undressed praising and honoring God. That's a little foolish acting. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here for him. I'm not here for you. I've heard it before. I've heard it before in my 40 years, some, maybe less than that, obviously, but I've heard it. Is your church the one where people run around and jump up and down in the front? And my answer to them is, yep, that's us. Probably, not probably, but for sure, when I was a young man, I didn't know the exact reason. But now, I know the exact reason. The individuals that were being a little foolish, the individuals being a little crazy, they were giving a halah to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They were acting a little foolish before the Lord and giving Him praise that is due to His name. This type of praise is better described as what we call Shouting. Shouting. 
magnifying the Lord. It's okay here at Truth Church to give Jesus Christ a halah. I would to God that everybody in the building would do it at some time. Because there truly is, I don't know for sure, there truly is no telling what would happen if we would all forget about what he said, she said, they said, or you said, and all they worried about is, man, I'm going to get a little foolish for you. I'm not talking about apostolic. I'm not talking about United Pentecostal Church. I'm talking about biblical praise. This is what biblical praise is. I may get a little foolish. I may shout. I may dance. I may run. I've got to do something to give my king praise. Rejoice. Rejoice with exuberance. Exuberance. On Sunday, here at True Church and baptizing someone, I heard a shout of exuberance. It wasn't for you or me. It was for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The reason I'm talking about this tonight is because I want people in this room to understand that it's okay to give Jesus Christ biblical praise. As long as it's in order with the word of God, I don't want you to hold back. I don't want you to shut up. I want you to lift your voice and give him honor and give him praise in whichever way that you can. If it's a shout, give him a shout. If it's a jump, give him a jump. If it's a run, give him a run. third way to give biblical praise Tehila, Tehila, a hymn praise or to sing a composed song did you know that on Sunday morning what we're doing is we're not just singing the latest worship song we're giving Jesus Christ a song we're singing to him a song. It is not for you to make the statement, man, truth, praise did a great job today. Oh, man, I love what Truth Praise did today. Those are in order, and those are fine accolades. But what we are here to do is to serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We are here to praise ye the Lord, to sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praises being continually in our mouth. That's what we're here to do. They're not just here. I told them a long time ago, and somewhere we've, we've misquoted it again or missaid it again. We are not worship leaders. We are lead worshipers. We are lead praisers. We are going to lead in praise. I'm going to do it because I'm going to show you what to do. I'm not going to be a worship leader. I'm going to be a lead worshiper. I'm going to be a, I know it's a play on words, but I'm going to be a lead worshiper. I'm at the front of the line, and I'm making sure, let's lift our hands. Let's sing our song. Let's praise his name. Let's make sure that Jesus Christ is who he says he is in this house. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Even when we sing hymns and courses, we are giving Praise to God. This is why the congregation should sing together and lift their voices in unison to the Lord. That's why I get a little bit out of shape during praise and worship. And I promise you, none of you praise singers or musicians respond, but I promise you they get a little bit out of shape. I've been back there. I've been back there before. And they've walked off the platform after they've spent, they got here at 8 o'clock. And they've spent all their time, and they've prayed, and they've, some of them fasted, and they've chosen the songs, and they've, they've done all of that, and they've walked in the back, and they were like, man, you were twice dead and plucked up by the roots. What is going on? It goes back to what I talked about at the very beginning. It is a choice for you and me to praise God. It's a choice for you and me to make a decision you know something? I broke my toe this morning. Or, hey, man, I lost my dog this afternoon. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I honor you, Jesus. We choose 
to worship. And so if I could just admonish you for a moment as a congregation, when you walk into this place and you sit down on a pew and the keyboard begins to play and Brother Ben begins to thump the bass or, or scream the guitar or whatever it's called and, and get all the musicians playing how they need to play and all the singers playing how they need to play. Would you do yourself a favor and do your brother and sister a favor and get in unison and say I can't sing Pastor Darren. I'm not worried about your tone. I'm not worried about your sound but what I'm worried about is us getting together lifting up our voices in unison to the king of kings and the Lord of lords and giving Jesus Christ and tell, ah, I'm giving you praise. I'm honoring you. I'm lifting you up together. And would you just see what happens? Amen. And this is my favorite one. Abarach. Abarach. I just like it, number one, how it sounds. Abarach. Am I saying it right, Brother Jonathan? Brach. Sounds like you're hawking up something. Amen. <laughs> to kneel down and bless the Lord. Now, these are those of you that are a little laid back. Those of you a little reserved. There's a place for you to give praise as well. Amen. You're not going to dance like Brother, Brother Trevor's going to dance. You're not going to kick your heels together like Pastor Darren's going to kick his heels together. But you can give a barah. You can kneel, praise the Lord. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. We are in this place tonight and we need to have the act of kneeling and bowing before the Lord in submission and obedience to God. When we walk in this place, that's why I tell people when I make an altar call, come to the front. Come down. Kneel at the front. Why do you want to kneel at the front? Because you're showing him a sign of submission. Lord, I'm here. Your word that was just preached, I'm surrendering to your word. I am praising you. I am worshiping you. All on my knees, I surrender to you and I submit to your word tonight. Amen. Amen. This is why the congregation should sing together and lift up their voices in unison together. We've got to give him praise together. We got to honor him together. We got to kneel together. To bow in worship is a sign of total surrender to God and his will. Our attitude and our posture in serving God should be not if you're a guest in the house, it always should be not my will but thine will be done. It's not what I want but what God wants. It's not what I desire but God, what do you desire? Lord, how I walk, how I talk, how I live, oh Lord, I want it to be your will. That is a hard place for anybody to be, amen? amen. That's a hard place to be. I can promise you this week that there's been people in this congregation that, oh man, I don't want it. I'm tired. I've, man, I've read so much. It's not your will. It's not my will. It's not truth. church's will, but it's God's will that we know him. It's God's will that we learn about him. It's God's will that we put him inside of us. Amen. Amen. And that's up to you and me. It's up to you and me. It's our choice. Many praisers never reach the place of Barak praise. This is more than sacrifice. It's better described as deep worship to God. I want to get to deep worship unto God. Can I just stop for a moment and talk to you from Pastor Darren? It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've experienced that here at Truth Church. Don't get me wrong. We've had good praise. We've had good moving of the spirit but I'm talking about that deep worship to God we don't know unless we talk about it we don't know unless we address it 
It's all right to linger so you can get to the deep place. It's all right to wait so you can get to the deep place. So I want us all in this building, if you call Truth Church your home, when we come to the house of God, I'm thankful for what we have, but let's long for the deeper. God, we want to soar with the eagles, but we want to go as deep and we, want to, we don't want to be hype. We don't want to be jumping around only. But God, we want to get to that deep place of worship with you. So I'm asking you, as your pastor, make sure we got to do this together. we got to work together. If you feel that deep move of the Spirit, just dig those heels in and say, all right, God, I'm staying right here. I'm not going to move from this place. I want to get to that place of deep worship. It's happened in the prayer room at times, man. It'll start up and you'll feel the fire begin to burn and then it'll begin to silence out. Don't stop it. Press through until we get to that deep place of worship. I'm hurrying. I just got a couple of minutes. We're on number five. Zamar, Zalmer, the striking of the hands together in praise. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Some have become critical of hand clapping in praise. I can remember my best friend in high school, Jacob Hewton. We traded off. His dad was a Baptist preacher. My dad was a Pentecostal preacher. And I said, I'll go to your church if you'll come to my church. And man, his dad, his dad, one Sunday morning, I've told this story before. Have you been around very long? But I was sitting probably the sixth row back. And I tried to sit on the front, but nobody else wanted to. So I was on the sixth row back with a few of my buddies from school and that went to his church. And man, Mr. Uton or Brother Uton, I guess, was he was preaching away, doing a good job, really good job, and he was kind of excited from what I had been told about a Baptist church. And Man, he was going after it. And I just put my hands together. I was giving a zamar. I went, I was about two, two stanzas into my zamar. And I was about right there. And Jacob's hand grabbed me. And I realized that striking hands together in praise was not permitted at that particular moment. But to my amazement, Pastor Uton began to praise what I was doing. I wish more of you would do that next time. And so I just went ahead and kept clapping. Amen. It may be looked down on at times, but... Ladies and gentlemen, we are to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And we are also to clap our hands and we're to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I'm talking about biblical praise. I'm talking about where nobody else matters except giving God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, praise that is due to his name. Even when somebody, somebody is smacking their hands together. You think it's out of line. No, it's giving God praise, not you praise. I've been, I've been to Because the Times in Alexandria, Louisiana, and it did not sound like a moment that somebody should have been clapping, but the man began to clap and shout with a loud voice. And you know what happened? The entire place went into an uproar. At first, everybody was looking but whatever the man of God said when he was preaching struck something inside of this particular man. And it sounded just like this. That quiet all of a sudden, man, it began to rumble up inside of this man. And he stood to his feet and began to say, Hallelujah! And all of a sudden, there was a revival of everybody in that building giving Jesus Christ a zamar. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord right now. Clapping and shouting unto God with a triumph voice is biblical. Can I stop again? I've got no minutes because it's already 8 o'clock. Can I tell you, if your praise does not in any way 
look like some of these ways that I've been talking about tonight? Let's examine our praise. Amen? I mean, if you're using the tool wrong and somebody tells you how to use the tool, you use the tool right. If with your body, our bodies, we're not giving him biblical praise and somebody gives you what biblical praise is, then start using the tool right. Amen? Amen? Ta-da. Somebody say ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> I'm not talking about a ballerina and her little wand. I'm talking about ta-da. A multitude of praisers. A multitude of praisers. Psalms 42 and verse 4 says, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are to walk in this place and we're to join hands with the man or the woman beside us, join voices with the man and woman beside us, and lift up joyful praise unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I would that you would do that right now with your spouse or your brother or your sister that you're sitting beside. Would you stand to your feet right now? And as a multitude, let's give praise unto God. We're one away, but I want us to do it right now. Would you do it? Come on, in unison. In unison, it's a great feeling to be among the multitude as they're praising God. It's a great feeling when you look to your right and you look to your left and everybody's doing the same thing as you're doing unto the same one that you're doing it unto. Praise God. Remain standing. I'm hurrying. I want you to hear me. It is a great feeling to be among the multitude as they are praising God. So a guest walks in this building. Say a guest walks in this building. And we all have our arms crossed. And the presence of God is moving. It don't, it don't matter. What you and I do, because God will show out no matter what you and I do. Now, the amount of stuff he'll do is probably regulated according to God's word. Because in one city, they were all moved, and so he did some great big things there. In the other place, they weren't really too enthusiastic, and so he just healed a few sick folk. So God's going to do something no matter what. But when somebody, a guest, walks in this place, a visitor, and they see a multitude. They see a multitude. They see a multitude lifting their voice. There's a feeling that begins to move throughout this place that doesn't come from you and it doesn't come from me, but it comes from the heavenlies and it begins to go up and down the aisles and up and down the pews and they begin to feel that good feeling from the heavens. And I would to God that they would feel that every time. There is never a moment that it shouldn't be like that. If we're giving God biblical praise with our life. Gathering together and giving God praise is very vital to our spiritual strength. Could you imagine if it's very vital to our spiritual strength as children of God, don't you think it's even more important to the one that doesn't know him in the power of the Holy Ghost, but they're standing beside you in the room? Corporate praise is very much a part of our Christian walk. And the last one, there's conferences. I've seen them all over the place. Shabbat. Somebody say, Shabbat. Shabbat. To address the Lord in praise with a mice type of voice. 
is to address the Lord in praise with a loud voice. Praise the Lord. Love you, Jesus. It's not, just, it's not in my wheelhouse, Pastor Darren, to get real loud. Well, biblical praise is not subject to your wheelhouse. It's not subject to your personality or my personality. Shabbat praise is biblical praise. And I want to give it to Jesus. Psalms 145 and verse 4. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Let me tell you something. If you don't lift your voice, your baby ain't going to lift their voice. If you don't lift your voice, that new convert that you want to the Lord isn't going to lift his voice or her voice. It's up to you and me to make sure that our Shabbat goes from this generation to the next generation. Let's make up in our mind on this Wednesday night that we're going to be Shabbat praisers with a loud voice. It is the responsibility of this congregation or this generation to show the next generation how to praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. Can I just, I've been waiting all night to get to this one. I'm being dead serious. Because I am a pastor and I pastor this great church and I'm so thankful that I get to pastor. I get to watch. And I see parents that tears running down their face. First time the altar call is made, they're coming, not for pastor, but they're coming to honor God and to ask God, is there anything you need to do in me? And they come. And most of the time, their babies are right beside them. But then I also see the praise is going forth. The singing's being sung unto the Lord. And children are doing exactly what parents are doing. I'm not getting on to anybody. I'm letting us all see what biblical praise is. It is the responsibility of this generation to show the next generation how to praise the Lord. Shouting unto God in a loud voice is biblical. It has nothing to do with Pentecostalism. It has nothing to do with being apostolic. It is biblical praise, ladies and gentlemen. So when you walk into this building tonight, when you walk into this building on Sunday, make up in your mind, I'm going to give Jesus Christ a Shabbat. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be rambunctious. I'm going to make sure that God hears me from heaven. If he's been good to you, if you have breath in your body, if you're moving, then let him know that you appreciate him. Let him know all that he's done. Oh, he's God. He knows what he's done. No, he needs you and he needs me to lift our voice. He needs you and me to run and shout. He needs you and me to get a pen and check off everything that we need to do to adequately praise him according to his word. Come on, right now, can we lift our voices? Come on, can we go out of this place tonight? Come on, give him a Shabbat with a loud voice. Come on, clap your hands to him right now. Come on, give him a Tada. Come on, give him a Zabar. Come on, somebody, give him a Zabar. Come on, give him a ta-da right now. Lift him up. Come on, multitude. Come on, true church. Come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will end with this. It is not. It is not sensationalism. It's Bibleism. That's even a word. It's what the Bible says that we are to do or to react when it comes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's not sensationalism. 
I'm not kicking my heels together just because I want to kick my heels together. I'm not clapping my hands just because I want to clap my hands. I'm doing it because the Bible instructs us this is how we are to praise him. And so therefore, because I know this is how I'm supposed to give him biblical praise, I want to do these things. Amen. Praise God. Let us make up in our mind that we are going to check these things off every single time we come into the house of the Lord. Every time. I don't care if it's a Wednesday study. I don't care if it's first Wednesday or, or if it's our, our Sunday morning services or revival services. Make up in your mind from the very first note or video that plays all the way to the amen at the altar call. I am here, Lord, to give you biblical praise in whichever way that you want to do so. If you want to go down every one of them, go down every one of them. If it's a Shabbat night for you, give him a Shabbat night. If it's a Tada night for you, give him a Tada. Somebody say amen. amen. Can we lift our voices to him one more time? God, I am so thankful for who you are. I truly am, Lord. I truly am. I'm thankful, Lord, that I can study and I can go through your word. I can find these scriptures. I can find these lists of things. And Lord, I can go study them out, oh, Lord. I know my verbiage on them is probably not adequate, Lord. But I'm telling you right now, I do know what the meaning is now, oh, Lord. And I'm going to make up in my mind that I'm going to give you this type of worship whenever I have the opportunity. No matter what comes my way, no matter the ailments and the hurts and the pains, I am going to make up in my mind to partner with my brother, my sister, my wife, my children, and we're going to give you adequate biblical praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, go with us. Cover us in your blood. Cover us in your shed blood that still flows from Calvary. And let us all have a revival of biblical praise, oh Lord. Let us all understand what it means, Lord, to make the choice to worship you and to praise you according to your word in Jesus' name. And the church says amen. 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 Greet one another. Greet our guests that are in the house again. We are so thankful that you're here tonight. We'll see you on Sunday morning. Everybody say Sunday morning. If you would, before you leave at our tables, get some of those coat drive uh, flyers and hand them out. Hand them out and make sure that you come this coming Saturday for our coat drive. God bless you.